Okay, good evening. Delay of game. Today we're learning Masechus Kedushin Daf Tesvav. A little bit of a challenging blot, and we're going to be stopping at the top of Tezayin Amadala. We were in the middle of analyzing a machlokas between the Tanakama and Rabbi Eliezer in a brisa, not in our Mishnah, and we're Tesvav Amadal of ten lines down. And in that brisa, we really are in the midst of a sugya. We were analyzing some of the differences between the Tanakama and Rabbi Eliezer as it relates to a, a case of a person who either sold themselves into slavery or someone who was sold by Bezin. The Gemara says. My time of the Tanakama, why is it that the Tanakama held that if a person sells himself into slavery, that he doesn't get gifts when the person sells him? Says the Gemara, because there's a difference between a person who sells themselves and a person who is sold by Bezdin. That because of a case of Machru Bezdin, when he sold that way, that's when the Pasuk says, There's a difference between them. So therefore, when it's Machru Bezdin, then there, there are gifts, and when he sells himself, What does Rabbi Eliezer say about this, this distinction? Because Rabbi Eliezer held that they both had the same din. That even if you're Machru Atzmo, even if you're Atzmo, you still do get the gifts when you are sent out. Says the Gemara, he would say, to say that the gifts go to the fa- to the evident and when he departs, but not to his Yorshim. And says the Gemara, though the Gra does take out the next two lines, you can look at the side here, the Hagosa Gra removes it, makes the Gemara quite difficult with and without them, but we're not going to dig into that. So says the Gemara, wait one second, Yorshav Amailo, he pushes back, the Tanakama says, Rebelezer, why would you say that? Yorshav Amailo, why would I get a Sakhir Kari Rachmana? The money that the Eved gets, even if it's in the form of a gift, is still considered his Parnasa. And says the Gemara, Maschir Pu'ulasa Yorshav, just like the Eved, when he makes money, goes to his Yorshav, Afhai Pu'ulasa Yorshav, Ella, it must be that really, what Rabbi Lazar is saying is not lo velo the Yorsha, but rather lo velo le balchovo. To say no, what Rabbi Lazar meant is that the money that he's getting as a gift can't go to someone to whom he owes money. So let's say as the Ebed is leaving, he owes uh, he owes the mafia some money. We don't that that you can't give that money to to the mafia. It has to stay with him. What does this mean? Says the Gemara, third of the way down, it is fair alone be alma because we typically hold like Reb Nassan, Detanya. This is a brisa that we've seen already three times in Shas. It says, Amar Reb Nassan, Minayin lenoshe bechavera mano, bechavera bechavera. If Ruvain owes, let's say, person one owes person two money, person two owes person three money. How do we know, Minayin shemotzian mizebenosan lezedet, that we take the money from one, skip over number two, and give it to person number three? Where do we know this from? Says the Gemara, and says the Gemara that asa lo, the word lo in our case, the pasuk that Rabbi Lazar is darshaning is la'afuke to teach us that we don't allow for this to happen, that we don't allow the money to be transferred from the Ebed to the third party, from person one to person three. We don't allow that in this case. What would the Tanakhama say about this? The Tanakhama would say, Ba'alma, I disagree with you in general. We don't hold that Kribnasin that one can give to three. That's not a normal transaction. This is not quite my mitzlashdan where everyone's standing in the pre- in their own presence, which we spoke about in the previous masechta. But this is talking about one owes two and two owes three, even when they're not in front of one another. And the machlokas seemingly between the Tanakam and Rebbe whether or not we hold like Rebbe Nassan and Lamaisa, that's why we have a difference between the Tanakam and Rebbe about this din of ma'anikin about giving gifts. Let's go to another distinction between the Tanakam and Rebbe Again, all based on the brisa from the previous Amud says the Gemara. My time of the Tanakama. Why is it that the Tanakama of the brisa held? To 
that when a person uh, sells himself, that he, he cannot have, sells himself into slavery, that he's not allowed to get a shivcha kanainis, that the master cannot give him a shivcha kanainis to have children. Says the Gemara, because me Rahman got me machru bezin, because by machru bezin we had a pasuk that told us that the din only applied over there. When do we say that a rav can give the eved a shivcha kanainis to build avadim? That's only true if it's machru bezin, because the pasuk was talking about that when it said imado naviten loisha. Therefore, we make a deal from there. It only applies in the case of machru bezin, but machru laatzmo, the man sells himself sells himself into servitude. So then the din is that the Baal cannot give him a, a shifcha kanainis to have children with them. What does Rabbi Lazar say? Lo, lo, bal, lo means bal korcho, that we can force him. That's what it means. We can force him to have a shifcha kanainis. What would the Tanakhama say? Yeah, no, that we learn about forcing, that you can allow under certain circumstances in the case of the machru lebezin to force Shivcha Kanain is that we learn Mechi Mishne Sachar Sachir Nafka, the Tanyaki Mishne Sachar Sachir Abdecha She Abdecha Sachir Eno Oved Elabiyom. A regular worker only works during the day. Ebed Ivri Oved Ben Biyom of Embalila. And Ebed Ivri works all day and all night. Says the Gemara, how is that possible that a person works 24 hours a day without a break, halfway down? We have a din by an Eved Ivri that he has to be treated the same way you'd want to treat yourself. It's basic. If he gets food, you get food. If he gets to sleep, if you get to sleep, he gets to sleep. Obviously not. Right. No, I mean, it's a no one, uh, if you want to flog yourself with a whip, that's your issue. That doesn't mean you're allowed to flog your Ebed. That's not allowed. So we're talking about the the positives. And that's not, uh, it's the things that are positive. By the way, otherwise, the halacha would look very different if you have someone who has. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing. If, if a person has suicidal ideations and it makes them happy, they can tell you to jump off a bridge. <laughs> saying it's not that's not the haftal It has to be positive. It has to be a a positive thing. So therefore, what the Gemara says is, you don't work twenty four hours a day. You can't have your Ebed work twenty four hours a day. El, it must be that when we say that an Ebed Ivri has to work day and night, it must be that there's another implication. But Rabbi Yitzchak Mikantra Abba Moser Lo Shifcha Kananis that she can be is that he can give he can force. A, an Eved that was sold into servitude by a Bezdin, you can force him to have a Shifcha Kananis, and the Oved at night means that at night he'll be with her and they'll have children. That's what it means to work to work full-time. V'idach, what would the other sheet hold? If you learned it from there, that it's only with his opinion of I might have thought that if it was against his will, maybe not, that that's not true, that, that that source is not enough. So we needed the two sources combined to learn the Din. Now, what was happening here, and this is a little... This sugya is very lengthy in regards to pages of Gemara. And if we were learning this cleanly, we would have broken, whatever. We would have had to learn three blots straight to make this sugya uh, clear. So I'm just saying outright that this is a little complicated. But we're really uh, about to switch gears now to learn a second possible answer. 
Yesterday, we had learned a drasha about Sakhir, Sakhir, Xer, Shava, and we wanted to know who the detractor was. We gave one answer and got into this lengthy dialogue. And now the Gemara says, two-thirds of the way down, Elaman Tanu Deloya Alif Sakhir, Sakhir, if that first person uh, is rejected, because we see now that both the Tanakam and Rabbi Eliezer, from the Bryce at the bottom of Yudal Mudbeis, hold up Sakhir, Sakhir, and really it's just a machlokas and how to understand the Psukim and the drashas. If that's true, then we don't have someone who holds negatively about Sakhir, Sakhir. So says the Gemara. It's the following uh, Pasuk. The Pasuk says, uh, The Pasuk reads, That he goes back to his family. And this Pasuk refers to an Eved Ibi who's returning to his family during Yovel. Now let's see what Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov has to say. I'm Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. If you want to say we're talking about where one is mocher la'atzmo, person sold himself into slavery, so that harekvar amor, we already have psukim about that, so that can't be what v'shav al-mishpachto means. So if you're talking about a man who decided he wanted to be a permanent slave and they poked a hole in his right ear, harekvar amor, that also has a pasuk, so that can't be what v'shav al-mishpachto means. What is this pasuk of v'shav al-mishpachto? What does it mean? This pasuk of v'shav al-mishpachto means that someone was sold by Bezdin into slavery two to three years before Yovel. And what is the Chiddush of this din? That even though he will only have been in Evid for a couple of years, he didn't even get through one Shemitah cycle. He's only, he got in the 47th year or whatever, the 47th year of a Shemitah cycle that became in Evid. So Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov says that this Pasuk teaches us so he's a Yid, he's going back to his family, and he goes back to his family during Yovel. What is the Chiddush of the Pasuk? It's that he was there for less than a Shemitah cycle. In year 46, 47, the Bezdim sold him as an Ebed. Done. And says the Gemara, this was the Raya that we needed. Why would it be that if I held of the drasha of Sakhir Sakhir, I would not need this drasha, Shah Yovel Motzio, because Sakhir Sakhir would already teach me that Yovel is Motzio. So therefore, Nail of Sakhir Sakhir, I should have learned the fact that the person goes free, even if he was only sold as an Evid in the 47th year of, uh, of the Yovel cycle. Afal Piki, we should have learned it from Sakhir Sakhir. Why then do we have the Pasuk of Veshav al Mishpachto? Elamaya must be that this Tana doesn't hold of the Gzeir Shava of Sakhir Sakhir. So therefore, we have our source. Amar Rab Nachman Bar Yisroch. No, Really, Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov holds of the drasha of Sachir Sachir. The Itzrich. We still need the pasuk of a Shavel Mishpachto to teach us that even if he's sold in the forty seventh year of a Yovel, that he'll still go free during the Yovel year. Afalpi that there hasn't been the requisite six years before it because Sal Chamina four lines before the wide lines. I might have thought that in, had we only had Veshavel Mishpachto, I would have thought Mocher Atzma Hudelo Avari Sura. Maybe we're only talking about a person who sells himself into servitude where he never did anything wrong. Aval Machruhu Bezdin Do Avari Sura. But when Bezdin sells, sells someone into servitude, why would Bezdin sell someone into servitude? Because they owe money that they can't repay. So that guy's like, too, the Bezdin says, too bad. We have to sell you. You owe the guy $800,000. You're destitute. You got to go work for him to pay off your, your debts. So when a person is sold by Bezdin, so that's because it was Avadi Sura. He did something wrong. So then I, I might have said, Ema Niknase. I might have said that there should have been a Knas over here that he doesn't go free by the Yovel, Kamash Malan, that in fact he does go free. And then the Pasuk of Shalom Mishpachto exists, even though he holds of Sakhir Sakhir. 
Sakhir Sakhir might have only told me about a case of a person who's mocher atzmo, a guy who sells himself into servitude. And he uh, is only sold into servitude by himself in year 47. Okay, fine. And then so that he can go free. That, or maybe I should say, Sakhir Sakhir, that's why he goes free. Why the extra pasuk? It's for a case where a person was being sold by Bezdin. Omar Mar, let's analyze one of the things that we just learned. Says the Gemara Ibn Nirza, we learned in the Brisa above that when we were analyzing the Pasuk of Ashab al Mishbachto, we said the Pasuk can't be talking about Nirza because Ibn Nirza, Harek Far Amor. Says the Gemara, Maihi, what's the source for this? That uh, we already learned about Nirza. Says the Gemara, last of the short lines, the Tanya. The Pasuk reads, What was the Pasuk talking about over here? What does this pasuk mean when it says "v'shavtem Can't be talking about a guy who sells himself. That's already been spoken about. And so too the case of Machru Bezden. There too That's been discussed. And now what we understand from this pasuk is why Nirta wasn't included in the previous brisa. Says the Gemara. Let's say this guy says, hey, I'm willing to be your, your evidence permanently. They take him to the door. They drill a hole in his right ear. Shalom Yisrael. But he did it in year 47 or 48. So there, there isn't even going to be one Shemitah cycle. The Gemara says, that when the Nirza has only been a Nirza for a few years, it should be. So it should be. But Yovel is the interrupter. So, but he did it in year 47, not even one six-year Shemitah cycle. So, like, does that count? Says the Gemara, Shayova Motzio. My mashma, where do we get this from? How do we know from the Pasuk of Ashavtim Isha Lachuzaso? The Ishal Mishpachto, that a person who's a Nirza, but only became a Nirza two to three years before the Yovel kicked in. How do we know that this person still goes out by Yovel? Says the Gemara, we learn it from the word Isha, Marava, Barshila, fourth of the wide lines, Amarakra Ish. That's the pasuk of a shavtem ish elachuz also. Ezu davar shenoheg beish veinoheg beisha. Which aspect of slavery by the eved ha'ivri or the ivria, which only applies to to the male, says the Gemara havi omer zoritzia. So therefore, we see that when the pasuk says v'shavtem ish elachuz also, that it's talking about a case of a man who, and not a woman specifically who became a Nirza in year 46-47 within the last Shemitah cycle. And the Chiddush of this Brisa is that the Nirza, who's only been a Nirza for two, three, four, five years, still goes free by Yovel. And what that shows us is that when the Pasuk says by a Nirza v'avado le'olam, we define le'olam as Yovel. Yovel has the status of le'olam. We would never have translated that way in our parlance, in English, we, if you're you're my slave forever, that implies until you die. That's how we would have thought. Whatever we think is often wrong in regards to Torah standards. The Torah says, Olam is defined by Yovel. So, Afal P, that you're a Nirza. So, we have a case here by Nirza, and we also have the previous case as well, which was uh, talking about a similar case, which also said that he had to be um, he had to be released even if he only became an Ebed in year 47. Here, he became a Nirza in year 47. In both cases, says the Gemara, you go free with Yovel. And now the Gemara is bothered. Why do I need two cases? Why do I need a case of a regular guy who's Mocher Atzmo? And why do I need this case of Nirza? Why both? One din should be enough. And says the Gemara into fifth, five or six lines into the wide lines. And even in the case of Machru Bezdin, he goes free in the Yovel. Both of these cases had to be taught, even though they both have a similar din. Machru Bezdin in year 47, and the case of Nirza, they both go free in Yovel. Why do I need both cases? 
די אשמא אינן מכרו בזדן משום דלא מתו איזמאני. I might have thought that in regards to a person who was sold into servitude by, by Bezdin, there, maybe that would not have been uh, an exiting at Yovel because it wasn't even six years. Of he already did accomplish something because he was a Nirza. We should say he doesn't go free. That's not true. I might have thought that the Nirza, because he normally does six years. I might have thought that the case of Machru Bezdin, which isn't a typical six-year move, it's usually longer. Tzricha, therefore, we needed both cases to teach us, both by Machru Bezdin and by a case of Nirza, that if they get close to the Shnas HaYovel, and that's when they start their servitude or their Nirza status, the din is that they go free by Yovel. And says the Gemara, also we need to also have two psukim v'shavtem. That's the pasuk we started with on the first of the long lines. And also le'olam, even though they both have uh, they both have seemingly similar implications that you get to go free. The pasuk of v'shavtem says that you get to go ishalachuzaso after the seemingly after the yovel. And here it says that that le'olam you go back because of le'olam If I only had the word le'olam and nothing to contrast it. I might have thought that the word la'olam means what we would thought it would have meant, literally, which is forever. Um, therefore, Kasev Rachman Vishavtem to offset the word la'olam from meaning forever to mean instead of Yovel. Because of Rachman Vishavtem had the Torah only said Vishavtem and Allah Havam Hani Mili Hekadulo Avad Shesh only up to six years. So the end shouldn't be more chamer than the beginning. How what does this mean? Says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom, I might have thought that in the beginning, your first frame of servitude, when you become an Evid is six years, so too in the end, and therefore you should go free after six years. And says the Gemara, that teaches us that this the blending of the two words, Vishavtem and Olam, we need both of those words to teach us that when we say Olam, it only means the 50th year, and then you go free no matter what. But again, after two attempts, and again, tying back to yesterday's Gemara, when we're trying to figure out who the dissenting opinion is about the Zeyr Shavav Sakhir Sakhir, says the Gemara on the last line of Tezvah, who's the Tana who doesn't hold of the Zeyr Shavav Sakhir Sakhir? Says the Gemara, Rebihi. Rebbe Yehuda Nasi, the Tanya, because we have a Brisa that indicates as much, turning to the top. Of Tesvabamidbez, the Gemara says, Vim lo if you don't get redeemed by these, and in the context of the Psukim, if we saw them all in a Chumash, we'd know that the Pasuk that it's referring to is when the Pasuk says, O do do, O ben do do yigalena, that your family members could redeem you. So that's what it means. If you're not going to be redeemed by these, the word be'ele refers to family. That's what Rashi says on the top of the page. So what the, the Gemara says in the name of Rebbe, Rebbe Omer, he can be freed by his family members, but six years isn't going to be enough to free this person. I might have argued the following, says the Gemara, in regards to a case when a person is sold to a Jew, if a person wouldn't have been freed by his family members, he would be freed after six years. When you're sold to a Goyish in Nigal Be'ele, where you are redeemed by your by your family, all the more so you should be redeemed by six, by the sixth year. Again, as mentioned, some of these Gezer Shavas are very hard to understand on their face. They require time, which we don't have. 
but uh, we can trust the system that this is a valid kalvachomer. We're going to reject it in a moment because of a pasuk, but it's logical. Talmudomar be'ele, be'ele hu nigal ve'en nigal b'sheish. That in this particular case, that he only goes free by family members be'ele, and ve'en nigal b'sheish, he will not go free with the sixth year. And says the Gemara, be'isal kadaitach yolav sachir sachir. The reason we know that Rebbe is our dissenting opinion about the gzera shava of sachir sachir says the Gemara. If I were to have had the drasha of Sakhir Sakhir, Amai Ka'amar, why would he have ever said, Umisha Eno Nigal Be'ela? That's not correct. We would have had that. Nei left me Sakhir Sakhir. I could have learned from the Gzer Shava. Elamai, it must be that Rebbe doesn't hold of the Gzer Shava of Sakhir Sakhir. So says the Gemara here too. Amar of Nachman Rayitzak, Lo'olam Yalif Sakhir Sakhir. I disagree. Really, Rebbe would be of the opinion that we learn the Gzer Shava of Sakhir Sakhir. Vishaini Hacha. This case is different. To Amar Kra, Yigalanu. This Pasuk says that they will be redeemed. And when it says, that's only in a case where he's sold to a guy, but not in a case where he's sold to anybody else. And that is the Shita of Rebbe. And Rebbe, in fact, does hold of Sakhir Sakhir. And we basically um, don't have a Shita that argues the Gzerushava of Sakhir Sakhir. All of the cases that appeared that way were really dealing with other issues, and we seem to not really have an opinion against Sakhir Sakhir, which means as we reverse engineer and go back to yesterday's blood on the Daladam and Bays, we do have a fine Gzereshava of Sakhir Sakhir. Uman Tana de Poligale de Rebbe, who is the Shita that argues with Rebbe's Shita that we just learned, this Shita of Rebbe that he can be redeemed by his family. So says the Gemara, Rebbe Yossi Haglidi de Rebbe Akiva, two dissenting opinions. One uh, dissenting opinion on the Rebbe is Rabbi Yossi, Aglili, the other is Rebbe Akiva, the Tanya. Quarter of the way down in Abraisa, Lo Yigal Be'ela. The Pasuk says they cannot be redeemed with these, as mentioned, the these that we're referring to, as Rashi said on the top of the page, is talking about family members, Ododo, his uncle, Obendodo, which is talking about his cousin. Rabbi Yossi, Aglili, Omer Be'ela, Lashikhru. When family members redeem him, that's the Be'ela, then they go free. But Bishar Kol Adam, if anybody else would redeem them, they'd go into Shibud into that person. So let's say, I don't know you, I'm not your family member, but I redeem you, then you become in servitude to me. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Be'ela L'Shibud, the opposite, that when family members redeem them, then those family members have this cousin, whoever it is, the Dodo, the Ben Dodo, the uncle, whatever it is, then he's in servitude to his family. We'll discuss this shita shortly. But Bishar called Adam Lashikhr. If anybody else were to free this man, so then he would be completely free. And the Gemara wants to understand the sheet of Rabbi Yossi Aglili. Rabbi Yossi Aglili says that if a family member were to free this person, then they'd be completely free. And that if any other person were to do that, they'd be in servitude. My time with Rabbi Yossi, third of the way down, my time with Rabbi Yossi Aglili. So says the Gemara, because Amar Kroim, lo yigal be'ele, ela be'acher, v'yotza b'shnasa yovel. If he's not re- redeemed by his friend, by his family members, ela be'acher, he's redeemed by somebody else, he'll still be yotze b'shnasa yovel. Rabbi Akiva, Omer, no, in lo yigal ela be'ele, he's redeemed only by his friends, by his family, then v'yotza b'shnasa yovel. So that would be the, the pasuk machlokes between them. And why is it that Rabbi Yossi Aglili doesn't agree with Rabbi Akiva, but Rabbi Yossi Aglili, midi ele, the Pasuk doesn't say what you want to say. You want to say that the way to understand the Pasuk Rabbi Akiva is that in lo yigal ela be'ele. And that's not what the Pasuk says. Rabbi Yossi Aglili says, midi ela be'ele ksiv. Ela be'ele Really, what, what they're talking about is the following. And if this isn't hard enough, uh, just pay attention for the next few lines so we can understand this piece because we won't understand the rest of the Gemara without it. 
The Gemara says as follows, Really, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yossi are arguing about the following Pasuk. Three pieces. Pasuk says, first, those are family members, and then the next Pasuk says, the next part of the Pasuk says, that's a person who redeems himself. So we have a family, and then we have himself, and then we have Nigal, which is so we're going to be analyzing this specifically ordered list of the drasha. We have uh, family members, himself, and acherim. How does Rabbi Yossi Aglili understand these three parts of the Pasuk? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yossi Aglili, Savar, Mikra Nidrash Lefanov, that the Mikra is talking about the element before it. What does this mean? So this is how he understands the Pasuk. Shadi Geulas Krovim, Ageulas Atmo. We take Geulas Krovim and put it in the category of Geulas Atmo. Just like Ulas Atmo, the fact that he can redeem himself works to free him. And we're going to then take Krobim and put it in that category, and then he can be freed by his family members. Rabbi Akiva Savar no Mikra Nidrash La Acharov. Shadi Ulas Acherim, not to the earlier case, but to the latter case, we take Ulas Acherim and we put it into the category of Ulas Atmo. Magulas Atmo the Shechor, Afke Gulas. And therefore, they argue in the case of Krovim. Rabbi Akiva holds it in the case of Krovim. That's where he disagrees with Rabbi Yossi. Says the Gemari, If that's true, then why do I need the Pasuk of Be'ele? Because uh, then according to Rabbi Akiva, the word Be'ele wouldn't be free. According to Rabbi Akiva, they'd be, they'd, be, um, they'd be in servitude if they were freed by a family member. So that's Akasha and Rabbi Akiva. Says the Gemari, he answers like this. Two-thirds of the way down, a little bit more, 15 lines from the bottom. If we didn't have the word be'ele, so then havamina mikra nidrash bein lefanu bein laachra ve'akol shechru. Without the word be'ele, I would have thought that everyone in the pasuk gets to go free, whether or not it is done by a family member, done by himself, or done by another person. So therefore, we needed the word be'ele. Yahachi, if that's true, hadar koshia leduchta. If that's true, then we have our question right back on Rabbi Akiva right now, because. According to this, Rabbi Akiva Shita makes no sense at all because our approach right now says that everyone would go free, and that's not what Rabbi Akiva holds. So says the Gemara. Another possible answer is Elabisvara Kamifligi. Really, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yossi Aglili and Rabbi Akiva are arguing just in logic. So, what does that mean? Well, the Gemara articulates its explanation of the machlokas between the two of them. Rabbi Yossi Aglili Savar, Mistabra Geulas Acherim, the Shibut. It makes more sense that if a random person redeems some redeems someone, that that person would be in shibud because if you want to say that when a random person redeems someone that they go free, so then why would I free you with no benefit to me? I'll leave you in heaven. It doesn't help me. So if I free you, obviously there must be some benefit. It must be that there's some servitude. But Rabbi Akiva Savar, Rabbi Akiva argues, he says, It makes more sense to say that when a family member redeems this guy, that there's a, an obligation from the person who's redeemed to the family, and he'd be an evet. If every time the family would go to free this guy, he wouldn't have a shibu to the family, he's going to keep selling himself for whatever short-term benefit he gets for being an evet. His family is going to come redeem him. He's going to keep doing the same crime over and over again. This is the explanation of their sheet that's based on Svara. 
that according to Rabbi Yossi Aglili, we assume that when an acher, when a random guy would do the redemption, it makes more sense that there should be a shibud, because otherwise, why would someone redeem him? According to Rabbi Akiva, it makes more sense if he, there's shibud when the family member redeems him, because otherwise, he's going to keep doing the same shtick over and over again. If his family doesn't have him in servitude, there's nothing that's going to stop him from going back into, into servitude for short periods of time. It says the Gemara, All of that was Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Yossi Aglili, the Chachamim say, forget their machlokas. Everybody is going to make this person free. Family members, himself, and the Chayrim. Man Chachamim, who is the sheet of the Chachamim? So says the Gemara, Rebbe he, and this is the sheet of Rebbe, the mapik lei lehai be'ele ledrash achrina. He uses the word be'ele for something else. And as we had articulated about 15 lines ago, a little bit less, the word be'ele was needed to ensure that something didn't go free, that some model didn't go free. Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yossi argued as to what that was. Was it that what doesn't go free? is uh, when it's a family member, or is it with a cherem? The, the Rebbe says, forget about all of that. The word be'ele is used for something else. And therefore, the case of le'atzmo was a case which is similar both to a case of family members and to the case of a cherem. And therefore, everyone would, uh, the, the Ebed would be completely free under all of these circumstances. Asks the Gemara, three lines from the bottom, v'rebi, ha'vi yotze b'shnas hayovel ma'abile, According to Rebbe, what then does the Pasuk of Yatsub Shnas Hayovel mean to you? So says the Gemara on the bottom line, and with this we're gonna gonna close at the fourth line of Tezain with Aleph, We need the Pasuk of Yatsubishnas Hayovel for the following. The Pasuk reads Vyatsubishnas Hayovel, turning to the top of Tezain with Aleph. Are we talking about an Oved Kochavim who you have some control over? Or perhaps it's the case that the Oved Kochavim is not under your watch. Says the Gemara Amr, so I don't understand. If you don't have him under your control, that doesn't even make any sense. It must be that even by this Oved Kochavim, the Pasuk means that if he's under your control, you have to let him go by Yovel. So that's how Rebbe learns out this Pasuk. We'll stop right here at the two dots. We will have Shir tomorrow night. We won't have Shir Wednesday or Thursday. I'll post Shirim. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Amen.